0: episode of apostate coffee talk is brought to you by the apostate coffee logo tea get your super soft i'm giving the mormon church the finger in a subtle way apostate coffee tea today get a white with a black logo or black with a white logo tea we're taking bets to see which one is more popular better yet get damn good coffee at the same time No matter how long you were a Mormon, it was too long, and you deserve all the damn good coffee. Visit apostatecoffee.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this um, first video of our YouTube channel and our podcast. You'll notice we're going to have microphones just to try to make it a little bit easier for those in the podcast to hear us. And hopefully it'll make this sound better for you. And apparently I, you're giving me that look like I'm not getting close enough to the microphone. I didn't say that. You can see this it right there. You're good. I know, but I'm not looking at it. Oh, okay. Anyways, my name is Liz and this is my husband, Devin. Hello. We are Apostate Coffee. And we are doing this so that way you can kind of see the face that goes with the name. So you instead of just seeing our wonderful logo, right... You know who we are, and you get to know us, because uh, we're pretty darn awesome, just so you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love I'm it. Kidding. Anyways, <laughs> so we wanted to just kind of tell you our story, um, tell you what we've been through, and uh, get to know us. Yep. Yeah. That was good.
1: All right, so um, I, I guess we kind of have some bullet points we're going to kind of walk through, but... Uh, we want to kind of start with our early life in the l d s church so um basically i I was born in the covenant. my parents were members um i, I don't know how far back we went. we don't really like pioneer stock or anything lived in arizona uh but but i I want to say you know several there's probably several generations or something like that, and uh, you know I'm terrible with the whole family history thing anyway so born in the covenant uh raised in the church um I don't, you know, I remember being baptized. Um, I don't really remember it all that well, you know, because I was eight. Um, and then, uh, you know, growing up, I always did the, uh, you know, the priesthood callings and stuff. I, we were a pretty small ward in Arizona. So uh, I remember always being either the the deacons or teachers, quorum president, or one of the presidency type thing, right? Um, doing Boy Scouts, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, starting Cub Scouts, working all the way through. Uh, you know, getting my Weeblos, uh, Arrow of Light, um, you know, slowly kind of worked my way through the Boy Scout program in general. Uh, but I did get my Eagle before I was, I was, we had this thing in my family, you had to get your Eagle in order to drive. Mm, so yeah. I got my Eagle, not when I was 16. So I had to wait till I was older to drive, but that was my own fault.
0: Rebel you. I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what, well, you know, it's like I was going to drive around in high school, right? Um, but yeah, pretty much uh, did everything. I mean, by the book as much as I possibly could. Um, except when we were dating, I suppose. Maybe we messed up a few <laughs> things. <laughs> but we never went like really far or anything, right? So. Now I'm um, blushing. <laughs> um, let's see what else you want to know about me. Uh, oh, I did all kinds of sports uh, football, wrestling, track uh band marching band concert band jazz band i try to do everything early morning seminary we did early morning That's seminary like hardcore yeah so you know in utah they have it where they have release time or whatever uh we did try that for two years i remember out of my four years but i guess it didn't take or whatever when we were back to like early morning i think my senior year if i remember i did graduate from seminary didn't graduate from institute but i did graduate <laughs> from seminary uh what else or anything interesting? Well,
0: how about I just go ahead and tell you mine, and then I'll let him interject whenever he remembers some things.
1: Okay.
0: Um, So my parents were... Okay, my dad is like pioneer stock. I mean, they were there. They were kicked out of Jackson County, Missouri kind of stock. And uh, he's uh, one of 11 kids, the middle, and... um, yeah, we used to joke that my mom's ancestors were the ones kicking out my dad's ancestors. <laughs> yep. So they're the heathens, huh-huh. But my mom is a convert when she was 18, and she actually converted at the same time as my grandfather, but they didn't know it. So it was separate and like, oh, that's so cool, spiritual, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, so they met at BYU and um you know the rest is history kind of thing my mom fell in love with the community and my dad having 10 brothers and sisters you know it's like instant family and that really appealed to her so they got married and plop 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 here's us three kids um th- my parents lived in poverty a lot um mainly because my dad grew up in poverty so kind of didn't know any better um we. I was born in Provo, Utah, woo, woo. and we moved down to Arizona. So another bubble, Mormon bubble, right? Yep. Um, but we we ended up being in Apache Junction, and that's where Devon's family was. Yep. Just kidding. So Devin's family is like the stalwart family. Everybody in the stake knows them. My family is like the who? <laughs> who? Who are you? What? I was an awkward kid, you know, but I did everything as I was so naive, let's just face it. I had I still consider it like locker room talk when I have no idea what's going on. Which happens a lot. So Every um, time I
1: say something that she doesn't know what it means, she's like, that's locker room talk, isn't it? And I'm like, "Uh, that's a normal word. That's
0: common knowledge, honey. (laughs) Welcome to the 21st century. 20th? What century are we in? 21st. 21st century. (laughs) I'm retarded. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. We were in the same ward together. We were high school sweethearts.
1: Yep. The end of my senior year, pretty much, we started dating. Yeah.
0: I yep. remember when we dated or when I flirted with you, like all weekend, we went to Six Flags because my We had a dad, physics trip. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I don't think you were in our physics class, but since your nope. dad was the physics <laughs> teacher, you know, she got oh, to go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Three solid days of flirting. I wanted him to know. I would not say no.
1: <laughs> if I were to ask her <laughs> out.
0: So yeah. I chased him till he caught me. And um,
1: and I wasn't planning on having any more dates or girlfriends or anything because I was like, well, I'm and in my senior year, I should probably you know go to college and not worry about that. Got a mission <laughs> to go on, you know. So yeah. I wasn't really looking for anything, but
0: yeah. So uh, we dated. You know, he was yeah. my first date, my first kiss. Oh, yep. you know, yep. and I waited for him on his mission. Yep. So that was tough. Yeah, my dad would say, you know, if ever I have another girl going to wait for somebody on a mission, I'm going to take a two-by-four to the head because, you know, it's really hard. <laughs> but I waited, and 11 days after you were back, 11 days, he proposed, okay, that's a funny story. You've got to listen and, to this.
1: Well, and, and if she had it her way, she, I would have proposed the day I got back, right? So 11 days was like an eternity for her. <laughs> Right, because, you know, she's like,
0: what does he think about me? I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, I wanted to know. I wanted to get married. I wanted to start yeah. our family, and I wanted to st- I wanted to have sex, yeah. you know. <laughs> Come on, let's get real, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, so during this time, I was like, I was going to be right in front of your face, and I was going to find out everything I could to see how you felt about yeah. me.
1: I think we went to some... Singles, ward, church dance, something or other too, right? And we were driving back from that. And then I dropped you off at your apartment, I think, right?
0: Well, he was doing absolutely everything to like push me away because he wanted to stay focused on what the Lord would say. Yeah. Right. So he was trying to push me away. And I was trying to...
1: (laughs) Butter way back into my life, you know.
0: (laughs) I'm really good at butting my way into people's lives. So, you know, I was trying to be like right there all the time. And he was trying to push me away. So he dropped me off at my apartment. And um, we spent hours outside just talking and having so much fun. Just, you know, the old us, the, the us that could Yeah, before could I went on where we
1: date and, yeah, we go out and hang yeah. out. <laughs> and that's one of the main things I think that really attracted me to Liz is that I, I could be myself. I didn't have to worry. I didn't feel nervous and and butterflies in that regard to where, you know, i but I still found her attractive, obviously, but i I could at least be myself, and i could, i didn't have to i didn't feel like I had to pretend to be somebody else you know to to be the macho guy or whatever right so yeah, yeah, do you
0: want to say the next part oh yeah, so
1: yeah, <laughs> so you know I was thinking so I, I, and I can't even remember you know it's been we've been married what twenty years now, so it's a long time ago, so bear with my terrible memory but um so i think i said if i remember <laughs> right i said we should end this date with a prayer or something like that awesome <laughs> yeah so so and, Mormon. so we said like a prayer together and she's probably going like oh my gosh you know peter priesthood <laughs> whatever but um and then after that i think I, I that's when i and this is like on a park bench <laughs> out behind your apartment complex yeah. or something right uh that's when I, I i think i knelt down i didn't have a ring or anything right and then i asked her to marry me you know kind of thing and and uh, yeah, that was, that was the official one. <laughs> I later kind of wrote a song for, it, and then we did it at the Temple grounds in Mesa, Arizona Temple grounds. Yeah, um, you know, but that was
0: the original proposal, I guess. That's so. the funny story because you know that's how Mormon we were, right? Yeah. So we got married in Manti Temple, you know, Arizona. But uh, that's where I got my testimony. My, uh, anyways, long story. But I loved the Manti pageant. Absolutely made a huge difference um with how I felt about church history. That was huge.
1: You would go that go there with your family like, like a like lot every, of summer, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like um, while
1: they were going to school in BYU mm-hmm. or something in the getting their masters or something,
0: right? Yeah. So all my, all my extended family that I talked about lives up there. Yeah. And so I'd go with them and it was just a treat. I mean, I felt like holy cow, this whole I don't know, church history stuff is absolutely true. Look at this. Look at how I feel, all of that. So, um, yeah, my parents said, okay, well, if it's important to you, we're going to go. So we went to the Manti Temple to get married. Yeah.
1: Which, by the way, it's
0: absolutely gorgeous in there. It's like pink and, I don't know, it's so pretty. Yeah, they had some kind of pink. We were up in the stairs. Like, if you look at the pictures, you know, they have the... um, The Uh, circle outside or whatever, yeah Yeah And so you would walk up the stairs on one side Have the ceiling room at the top And walk on the downs Down the other side And it's the kind of stairs that don't have the middle railing thing It's just so cool Yeah You know Anyway, so we got married And it's been 20 years We've been married together 20 years
1: Yep That's a
0: long time It is, yeah that sounds okay. Like you're still handsome to me. Yeah, you're still beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, so um, let me just we'll just go briefly over what it was like um, married um. Well, I guess
1: so. Maybe we should just briefly mention how we got our testimonies and when or whatever, right? So okay. I think for me, I, I kind of always believed it to be true, and I always kind of felt like I had one of those gifts of the spirit of just being a believer in Jesus Christ or whatever, right? Um. Uh, but for me, a couple of uh, um key points I think that I do remember feeling like this is it, right? Uh in seminary um with um I think it was my freshman year, we had like this challenge to uh read the Book of Mormon, you know, which is common, right? To challenge to read the Book of Mormon. Uh in this particular one, I think during class our teacher asked us to, you know, find just you know, this was in the in the ward building. Because it was early morning seminary. We'd meet at the ward building. It was right down the road from high school. So we'd meet in the ward building. But he said, go pick, you know, one of the classrooms so you can be by yourself, read a few passages of scripture, and then really ask to know if the church is true, right? That kind of thing. The whole, uh, you know, uh, Moroni promise, right? Moroni 10-4. So the, I did that, right? And I knelt down, prayed about it, and I just felt good about it. Like I kind of had my whole life. Oh yeah, this is the this is the true stuff, right? And I think one of the other things that, one of the other experiences that kind of helped me continue to believe was right before my mission when, um, you know, I didn't hear my my parents bear their testimonies all that often in fast and testimony meeting. Uh, Occasionally, you're right, but not a lot. Um, And so, right before my mission, the last fast Sunday before my mission, I remember thinking, you know, sitting there in the pews, I remember thinking, I really, would really like to hear my dad bear his testimony one more time, you know, for whatever reason. And uh, and sure enough, my dad gets up and goes to bear his testimony. And right then and there, I knew that the Heavenly Father was listening to me and that paid attention to me. I just knew it, right? Until I found out later in life that that was confirmation bias. But besides that, that's that's one of those experiences I had that I, you know, it's, when people say, I've had experiences that I know this church is true those are the kind of experiences I had that that's why I felt that the LDS church was true. So
0: anyway, Gotcha. Yeah. Kind of the same for me. It was the Manti pageant, but I was huge into church history and, um, like finding out that and, and realizing the story and making it come alive, like made my testimony come alive. And, uh, Besides that, I always knew, like, I, I felt always happy and people would always ask me why I was so happy and it was like, duh, because I have the truth and do you want to know it too? And um, just kind of, nothing really big, okay, there was one, I just remember. Supposedly right before I was eight, I had, I've always had this, how do you want to put it? I fear death. Let's just let's just admit that. That um not being with my family forever, kind of, you know, like well what happens? I don't know what's gonna happen, blah, blah blah. So apparently I had all these um worries. So I I you know, would be praying about it, whatever, and then I actually took a nap. I know weird, right? It's an eight year old. <laughs> my parents actually thought I was sick. So, supposedly in my dream, I saw Heavenly Father. And uh, supposedly, um, they were talking, um, what's that where you're you're talking um, telepathically. Oh, okay. So, it's like nobody was actually saying anything, but we were all just understanding. Anyways, and I supposedly saw my future husband in a pizzeria. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) But where... (laughs) I know, right. But the idea was that I, I believed I saw God and I that he told me, you know, kind of the similar thing with Joseph Smith. Your sins are forgiven you. You're amazing. All that kind of stuff. So that and then coupled with church history and then just, duh, the church was true. That's just what we did. You know, too bad all these other souls didn't have the truth. <coughs> you know, so taking that into marriage... Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we had trouble having a baby. Yeah. So, um, things were pretty good overall. We, we we did
1: wait a little while. Like, we, you know, we didn't want to have kids like the second day we were married, kind of thing. So, I think we did, you know, wait maybe six to eight or nine months or something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to wait for him to finish school or at least get that under the way before kids came. You know, we were trying to be smart. And, um, yeah, but it took a good six years. But we went the route of adoption. Long story there. That's like a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. But um, we did use LDS Family Services. Mm-hmm. That is also an interesting story. In Here's the very basic. We're living in Arizona where nobody was um, picking us to adopt. Right. You know, and life was just services. going stupid. So we're like, let's move. Yep, just up and move. (laughs) So we sort of did the dart on the map, and we moved to Maryland.
1: Just because we could.
0: Right. It was so awesome. That was like the best time ever to just pack up all of our crap. We were driving across country, did not even know where we were going to live, right? And so we picked a place on the way. Lo and behold, um, our oldest son's birth mom found us in Maryland. And we were the first, you know, profile she looked at. And it was like this amazing, you know, hey, we're meant to be together type of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. She kept looking after she felt that way, but she always kept coming back to us is what she said.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, that was kind of my first crack, I think, was this idea that God knew that this woman would sin... Right? Yeah. And then because of that, we would get our kid. And I don't know. So we've was, been waiting
1: for six years yeah. trying to get married, get uh, you know, have kids.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of weird. But anyways, Just I think Just put it fresh. on the
1: shelf, you know. Turn <laughs> so, it off.
0: Yeah. So we, um, we moved back to Arizona because, you know, we thought that family would want to. After we adopted. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to be a part of our lives with a child. Mm-hmm. Sort of backfired because it didn't seem like anybody really cared. It was like, yay, you have a baby and but anyway, so then we were stuck back in Arizona. Yep. And um let's see what else happened after that. Um I just oh, our second kid. Oh, I yeah. um I had a blessing that my body would be healed and boom, I got pregnant. This is
1: not The first blessing that either I or even some friends of ours had given Liz, but for some reason this one worked.
0: Yes, right. Because we were ready. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back now, of course, it's a different story, but at the time it was super huge to us.
1: That's another one of those spiritual experiences that we thought was, you know, super you know, God saying, Okay, you guys are ready, I'm paying attention to you kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Anyways, he joined the Navy. Yep.
1: We, moved to, we, we moved to Texas. <laughs> yeah, we moved to Texas because she got pregnant and we weren't expecting it, and our insurance wouldn't have covered it because it was, you know, whatever. That was so expensive. So we found a job in Texas that would, you know, give us group yeah. insurance or whatever. That's why I moved there. And then we joined, I joined yeah. the Navy. Um, yeah. And then we went kind of all over the place California, uh, s- South Carolina, Virginia.
0: Norfolk,
1: um, yeah. Norfolk.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I, it's so weird to say that. Still, but anyways, yeah.
1: but that's kind of a big part of our story too, right? Yeah. So
0: yeah, we moved from what is that place called again?
1: Uh, um, which one? California? Goose Creek. Oh,
0: South Carolina. We moved. We moved to Norfolk, and um, yeah, it's like this last this last station. Yep. Navy life was not suited to us. By the way, again, a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but um. We found out that we had some friends that were in that same ward that mm-hmm. we knew from college. Yep,
1: we were and in a, I was in a men's quartet uh, in uh, Institute Choir, right? College Institute. Like I said, I didn't graduate from Institute, but I was in the choir because <laughs> I like to sing.
0: I didn't go to Institute, so there yeah, you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was, he was the bass singer of, the, of that choir I was in. And uh, we even went, as a married couple, well, I was married, we were married. <laughs> uh, and you went with you were us. Married?
0: Not me, but not Just not him. He
1: wasn't married yet, and to his then you know wife. But um but yeah, we hung out with him you know quite a bit because of the quartet, and then you know we ended up singing a song for him to propose to his future wife, kind of thing. So yeah. so Good seeing times. him again was like oh my gosh, you know all over the
0: country, and here we are meeting back up with you guys. Right? Well, we hadn't met him yet. We came. We went to like a ward dinner or uh, some sort maybe, of party. Right? Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, we're like, Oh yeah, where are they? You know, we're wondering where they were. And everybody would get like this super droopy face, like, Oh yeah. She's having a hard time with her testimony. You know, and it was just really sappy and kind of whatever. So
1: And she had joined the church I think pretty much while we were in college, right before she married.
0: Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, so um I got a little irritated that nobody was listening to what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Like they were all just, oh, yeah. you know. And, and Liz,
1: she likes to have friendships and people around. So I like people, we just moved there, no friends. But this is someone we at least knew of before, even though they never really hung out a ton, right? But they knew each other. Yeah. So she's like, yeah. well, I'm gonna, I want to, you know. Pick up our friendship and blah, 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 right?
0: Right. Yeah. And I was going to listen to what she had to say, and darn, I was going to bring her back, right? Because it was up to me, supposedly. Yeah, so we met up, and we were able to talk, and she was very closed mouth. She wouldn't tell me a lot, but she shared with me the Mormon Stories um, episode about why people leave and what faithful members can do about it. Right. Holy crap. Right? If you haven't heard that, holy crap. Like right. I remember watching it, listening to it, just my jaw was like wait, what?
1: Right? Cuz everybody you know?
0: everybody in the LDS church
1: knows you've always been you're always taught mm-hmm. you know the reason why people leave the church, they want to sin, you know, they want to drink alcohol, they want to, you know, smoke and and uh, they don't want to. They don't want to pay their tithing because they want to pay you know, spend their money on other things, and they're or just they lazy. Offended, they blip, got offended yeah. by somebody, right? That's that's kind of the normal reasons why people leave the church. Or they're just tired of it, and ah, they don't want to do it anymore. They're just lazy, right? That's. Yeah, and like I
0: had him. never known anybody that left the church. Like it yeah. was not a thing you did. Right. Yeah. So I was.
1: That's true. Yeah. I don't think we up to that point we hadn't known anybody that left the church,
0: right? Right. So I remember. Well, okay. I have a. I remember Cousins, praying but- about things like, I, 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 okay, our oldest was about to be baptized within like eight months. Yep. And so I was like, okay, for real, I have to figure this out? Like, either way, if I'm in, I am in, and that is it. Close the book, end of sentence, boom. But if I wasn't, like, if I wasn't, then I had to figure stuff out. Right. So Devin was deployed a lot. So I was like, or underway, yeah. Yeah. Like
1: when we were stateside, I was on an aircraft carrier. Uh, When we were stateside, uh, I was nuclear reactor department. So we were the first ones on the ship, the last ones off. And we, you know, we were. I I think I I worked about seventy-two hours a week minimum. That was like when I only had like two duty days that week or something. Sometimes it was three. So Dang. yeah, I was gone all the time. We were underway two weeks, come home for a week. Underway for four weeks, come home for a week. All these post um, whatever workups, and then getting ready for deployment. Then then I deployed, mm-hmm. right? So
0: so I had to figure all this out by myself. You know, I didn't have she didn't really say anybody, anything to me. Yeah. Oh well, of course not. She was scared to death. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified, petrified that he would divorce me. And at the time, we just had our fourth kid. Yeah. So um I was like, I can't do this by myself. Um, what is happening to my life? You know, um well
1: to kind of back up too, right? Because you mentioned uh, you know, our friends sharing that Mormon Stories podcast episode <laughs> uh Sorry. where, you know, by by John Dolan. I I wanna say it's like episode two hundred maybe or, ah, or five hundred. Anyway, but um do you wanna mention like What that until like so it wasn't the normal things we thought it was going to be, but it was all these things that we'd never heard of. You know, like things in the church history that nobody had taught us. And
0: I was well read. Yeah, we thought we were. What I was went to gospel
1: doctrine as adults, right? We didn't just go to gospel principles, right? Because that's for the people who are new, right? All that kind of stuff, (laughs) right? We went to gospel doctrine classes, and we even taught classes, right. She's she, was, she was been a teacher in Relief Society, you know, a couple times, and she taught kids. And
0: Mostly, I done was all the chorister. Right? Yippee.
1: I was in an Elder's Quorum Presidency somewhere along the way. At one point in that uh, Texas branch, was it a branch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a little, little rural town. They actually were going to ask me to be in the uh, branch presidency.
0: <gasps>
1: but Then I think uh, we were planning on mo- moving, moving, joining the Navy, moving, so we had to moving, tell moving, them, no, moving. I can't do that. You know, you find somebody else, right? But
0: hallelujah yeah
1: thank goodness <laughs> but
0: yeah well I think the specifics is for another podcast yeah. you know because holy crap. I just want to say that yeah, yeah there's
1: some things that's what made Liz go like wait a minute what like what is he talking about I've never heard of this stuff before and this is when John delin was like in the church you know yeah. in it to win it still right he was just doing this podcast to you know talk about like people's faith stories and and that's when he found these people that had these Troubling stories, right?
0: Well, so. he wanted to fix it. He wanted to make it all better. Yeah. He wanted to give people a way to stay. And that right. was his thing. So, um, yeah. So I'm sitting there going, how in the world am I going to do this? But I remember, rem- okay. So I remember thinking to myself, I'm hearing all the church stuff that we've heard our whole life. And I'm reading all this other stuff, and it's so it's conflicting my brain so much that I was and then of course at home alone with four kids like right. i had I had to silence some voices I couldn't silence my kids, you know they <laughs> have laws against that <laughs> anyways, so I decided that I was going to take a break from church, like oh. So, this is so empowering. This is like my moment. I'm sitting there. I was the uh, pianist for... Um, primary. Primary. Yep. And I remember I I decided I'm going to tell the ladies that um, I'm not going to be in for a few weeks. I just need to take a break. And just on cue, they go and tattle on me. Mm. Right? Like, And that's what you do is you go tattle on everybody. So, I remember Bishop walking in, and I remember feeling super hot, like... Holy crap, because I have been told to obey, right? Everybody knows. Obey those priesthood leaders. Obey the bishop. And I remember sitting there, and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is your moment. And he asked me to go talk with him in his, um, in his office, and I just said no. Like, I said no, right? And he's like, well, okay, can I come to your house and we can talk? And again, I said no, right? I mean, that's my domain right there, right? And um, he's like, okay, well, let's plan on meeting. And I said, no. A third time, I said no. Like, this was a huge deal. Like, holy crap. I was empowering myself. It felt really good, too, to be like, no, no. I, you have no power. Ooh, the labyrinth. You have have no no power power over me. me. (laughs) Ah, good movie. You know? And so I remember walking out that day. Like I remember the last time I went, it's crazy. It's awesome. But anyway, so that's all I was going to say about that. That was
1: was while I was deployed, I think, right? Yes. Like we had just left maybe or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. So I remember telling like my family, like, Hey, This is the stuff I'm learning and this is what I'm feeling. And they were so shut off by it, you know? And so I realized I couldn't really talk to them. So I went back to my friend and we talked a lot and she was so good, so good at telling me I had to follow my own path. Everybody else was telling me I had to stay in. You know, stay in, like pray more, read more scriptures, right, stay in the boat. Okay, that came later. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> and she was the only one that was like, You got to do you. If that means you stay in, you stay in. Right. If that means you get out, you get out. I will support you anyway. And that really struck me that somebody that was out would tell me to follow my own path. Even if that meant
1: staying in the church that she had left. Yeah. Right.
0: And I remember thinking, I can't leave because. Well, Joseph Smith is a prophet. I can't leave because families are eternal. And then what's going to happen to my marriage in the actual right now? What's going to happen when we die? All these questions I had. No idea. But I will say this. My claim to fame is I <clears throat> I read the CES letter <laughs> before it was viral. Boom.
1: Yeah, I think it, was, it wasn't <laughs> like a... It was still pretty fancy, right? It was a PDF or whatever, but it was really freaking long. And I guess it still is. It's 80 pages. Ooh, or yeah.
0: Yeah. This was way back. It was
1: before they had the website, right?
0: Oh, long, long before, before the website. It was just
1: kind of how did you even get that? Do you remember? Through my friend. Through a friend? Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know how she got it. Maybe through. I, you know, because people
0: know. just share it with people. Yeah. And so, yeah, like nobody had heard about it. It was not a hashtag at all. You know, and. So that was interesting. Yeah.
1: And if you haven't heard about the CES letter, you should you should read that. Yeah. Google that. And
0: so then Devin came home. And of course, I had told him some things along the way that, hey, by the way,
1: pretty much by email, because, you know, when you're deployed, it's pretty much just email contact. You don't call very often.
0: Right. 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 So I remember him coming home, and it was just awkward. Like, and,
1: yeah. And have, I was so busy on the ship, I didn't have time to really think yeah, about it. Yeah. I remember, because uh, we did have. Uh, church services on the, the aircraft carrier just i mean a handful of us like maybe six to ten people um so we would meet and i remember it being kind of weird sometimes and i think at that point it's because even and i thought it was just because being in the navy i was so busy right like in the whole time you know in california i, I pretty much was deployed all the time almost never there it, i felt like oh i still believe it i don't have to you know go 100 percent of the time to be a full believing member. I've heard
0: this before, so I'm good for a little bit.
1: And I I started feeling that way too, kind of along the way that like, okay, so I I haven't really gone to church for like six months while I was deployed, but you know, everything's still saying, you know, they're saying the same thing over and over again, but that, you know, it kind of gets put on your shelf, I guess. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but, uh, when you came home, oh yeah, when I came home, but yeah, it was really awkward and weird, right? So weird. So Liz was very supportive. She was like, well, I'll go with you to church if you want me to. You know, I don't really want to go because I haven't been for a little while. And, you know, my mind's kind of blown, right? Because all I've known is the church and together with her and how's this going to work in eternity and how we're we married and, you know, all those things that she was worried about uh, me thinking, you know. I think
0: I, we'd been married for 14 years, 13 or 14 years at this point.
1: Right. Because it was like six years ago, right? Six and a half, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I just remember uh, she did come to church with me, um, uh, at least the one time or whatever. And people were all coming up to her and giving her hugs and oh, I'm glad you're here. And but it, it even I could tell that it seemed like is she a project now? Like what the heck is going on here? Like you guys never come up and hug hug her. And Liz is a hugger. Like I'm she'll a hugger. she'll go out and hug people. Uh, but you need
0: twelve hugs a day to grow. Okay.
1: Yeah, but sometimes it seemed like you know they wouldn't reciprocate probably because they're like oh i'm I'm busy with my own kids and my own family whatever but yeah as soon as like i i come back to church from deployment and then she comes with me this one day it's like all everybody's you know making her a project or something and well they ignore me
0: every other time yeah you know
1: and then she and then i still would go to church and i said you don't have to come with me if you don't want to but even that was even more weird because then I felt like I was being judged, right? It was, it was, it's all about me, right? <laughs> so I I felt I was being judged for how righteous I was because how my, my wife wasn't coming to church anymore, right? Like I felt that shame from, you know, it was like palpable from the, the congregation. I'm like, so you're the, you're the guy that had the wife that couldn't keep it together and stay in the church, right? That's, that's how I was feeling and feeling judged for that. And I was like, that, that's not right. You know, that that's messed up. So
0: and like a church is supposed to keep the family together. Yeah, and yet now we're apart. Right, you know. And I, I think it was that Sunday that I really felt that way.
1: When I came back, that's when I think I asked you, like, well, so what is this stuff that you you've been learning about that you know has you know so confused and everything? And of course, in my mind, the good LDS missionary type person that I am, I'm thinking there's got to be a way I can poke holes in this thing and prove it wrong and make sure she can come back into yeah. the fold and. Right, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's when you gave me the CES letter. Yeah. Right? You, didn't, you didn't. I don't think you, did you didn't show me the no the Mormon story thing. Maybe no, I, you did. I don't remember now, but but I remember going through that. And at first I was totally like, I would check every reference. I'm like, that's messed up. That that's not that that's not that's possibly. not in there. So no. I checked. I started checking all these references that they have in the CES yes. letter, by the way. So you talk full them. of
0: references. And I everywhere. stopped checking
1: them after like the first, uh, you know. Twenty like of them because I was like, "They're going to be true," and this is weird. And
0: they're all from like church-approved sources,
1: right? Right.
0: And so you're like, "Wait a second, wait, huh?"
1: Yeah, like so why? Oh, ha-
0: and this before the the uh, essays, long before right? Oh yeah, essays. this is
1: this is long before the essays, right? Because the CES letter hadn't really made it around, right? And the essays really hadn't made it around, if you know what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, so I remember going through that. Right And, and you know, all this while I'm actually back from deployment, not out of the Navy yet, but I'm back from deployment to, to go to school. There's really, it's like the pinnacle of your nuclear engineering officer exam you got to take and it takes four months of schooling. And then you, anyway, so I, I was really focused on that, but I would do this on the weekends when I had the time, right? Oh. And uh, I just remember thinking, what in the world? Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon with a rock and a hat. Why didn't anybody tell me this stuff? I've never heard this before. I didn't know there's three different versions of the of the first vision. what the I memorized one on the mission. I could probably still recite it to this day, but I'm like, this what? and at that point, I started feeling like hurt that the church would like specifically lie to me, or at least in my in my mind, you know like the lies of omission they tell you is still a sin, it's still a lie. Like, yeah. why didn't they tell us this stuff? Like, this is a lie of omission. You left this stuff out and it, it has a big impact on what I believe, right? I was starting to get really ticked off. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, I think it was at that point I, I switched my mind to, you know, trying to prove Liz wrong to like, oh my gosh, this might not actually be all true. And it's like, once you switch that, make that yeah. change in your brain, that's when you open yourself up to, Okay. I got to be really critical about this stuff. I'm going to do it by the book, scientific, you know, let's go through it one by one. And it just does not stand up to that. It not, will not even a little not bit. Not even close. I mean, when they make changes to the, like even just the title page of the Book of Mormon, where they say, oh, it's, you know, these are the remnants of the House of Israel. And then they change it to now, it says, it's among, it's the-, among the remnants of the House of Israel, or whatever it is, right? Because mm-hmm. of the, the DNA evidence. And anyway, so. Right. Yeah. When you start seeing stuff like that, you're like, what the heck, man? Like why didn't why did you guys do this stuff to me? Anyway, so yeah. that so in in Liz's mind, I was out like in a day, <laughs> right? I'd read this stuff, boom, studied it for gone. like for two or three weeks, and then I'm out. You know, I was like, I'm I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I can't do this, right?
0: Yeah, I had a lot harder time because the people inside the church were my whole life. Like, yeah. I didn't have any friends outside. Yeah, I don't think either one of us really did. Yeah, yeah, but you had the Navy, and kind of, you had yeah. people that you could that you hung out with every single day that were not members. Yeah, work not, associates. Not that you ever went out with them, but right. Not like we really ever at, went out with anybody either. Um, but it was like I didn't know anybody. Like I, this was absolutely new ground. So, yeah, that was super hard. It was it was an interesting transition to tell family. Which, again, is probably a whole other podcast yeah. because that was interesting, to say We probably the least. didn't
1: do it the right way. We ended up writing a very heartfelt email. <laughs> we probably <laughs> should have called and tried to discuss it with family. But, no, we just wrote an email and, uh, you know, we can talk yeah. about that later if you guys are interested in learning about that. But
0: yep. So, now we are six and a half years out. Well, mm-hmm. I'm six and a half. He's like five, five and, a and a half. 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 Yeah. So, huh.
1: She Just was kidding. pretty much, she stopped going to church about a year before yeah. or whatever, you know, like during yeah. those deployments or whatever.
0: But I had such a hard time taking off the Mormon glasses, you know? Oh, yeah. He could see like, boom, boom, done. But I always had this guilt and the shame and everything associated with that for years. Yeah. Like four years, if not more.
1: Like pretty much right after I was starting to swear, yeah. and I was like, hey, was oh, we weird. should try some coffee or, you know, oh, we should try a beer, you know, I... I I mean, I waited a little while for the beer, I think, maybe six months.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Coffee
1: was pretty much right away, I think, right? You were... That's
0: only because I was already drinking it.
1: Right, right. And
0: I was the pro, and I could tell him. <laughs> Again, that's our next podcast about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you know, our kids have never been baptized. Nope. They Just
1: ha- barely made it. I think
0: the oldest remembers church vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. You know, he, he remembers but... it being boring that's that is a great thing to remember, so hopefully he won't go back ever, yeah. but um, yeah, so now you know we are happy, we are adjusted we're, we're doing really good, yeah. right well, I'm
1: sure there's lots of things that we still have to get over, like theres every now and I'm again not, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have something that'll pop up that we just are not over yet, you know, or you know I'm like, wow, I'm still irreparably broken from this experience of growing up in this religion, right but, yep. I don't know Yep
0: So we're going to use this podcast This YouTube channel To talk about it yeah. To maybe and this business That's why we
1: started it Right it's Really to have a community I think yeah. Right Of And you know uh, We have these cool causes We're working toward Right uh, Latter-day lesbian podcast That we've teamed up with And uh, we want to donate uh, Money to uh, Protect uh, I think protect, it's just called Protect are you the children right? protect
0: LDS children And yeah. now it's protect every child Yeah you know, But we'll be working with Sam Young, so that's pretty darn cute and cool.
1: Yep, hopefully. So
0: Yeah, but anyway, so we're doing this podcast so you get to know who we are and what we stand for and kind of our background. The next podcast will be, because this one was, who are the apostates in apostate coffee? Right. Anyways, and then the next one will be, what's the coffee? Give me more information about that. What's a coffee in... Apostate coffee. So yeah. I hope you uh, stick around and listen to the things inside our noggins that come out of our mouths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Peace. Bye. All right. Sorry, that makes it easier to find the thing. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's why they do that snappy thing in the movie. Anyway, so, so you're Okay. <laughs> <laughs>